Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Sarah. Today we are joined by Mark Robertson and Mike Sullivan, founders of Root Collective and owners of SofoTap at 4923 North Clark and newly opened Meeting House Tavern located at 5025 North Clark. Both establishments offer a relaxed atmosphere, comfortable decor, and an array of events and nightlife geared to appeal to various demographics of the LGBTQ community. Welcome, Mark and Mike. It's great to have you both here, and thanks for joining us. How are you today? Doing well, thanks. Great. So, Mike and Mark, you both have different professional backgrounds. Mike, you as an attorney, and Mark, you as an accountant that are different from the bar and restaurant industry. How did you get your start professionally, and what led you to where you are today? Uh, How did I get my start professionally as a lawyer or in the bar and restaurant business? Yeah, both. Uh, Well, uh, you know. College, couldn't figure out where to, what to do, what kind of job to get, so I went to law school, then decided to be a lawyer. Um, but after about 15 years of practicing law, decided um, Mark and I decided we wanted to try something new. Um, thought about a number of different businesses to go into, uh, but at the end of the day, um, our passion was really entertaining people, and um, so that made a uh, bar or restaurant a logical choice. Uh, and for me, I mean, I ended up being an accountant because I took accounting classes in high school and it was a job that would lead to a solid income for the rest of your life. But much like Mike, I was not very far into my career when I sort of looked back and said on a day-to-day basis, can I be doing this for the next 30 years? This doesn't seem fun. Uh, So we ended up deciding what we wanted to do. Like Mike said, we looked at a bunch of different things. We thought about going into the convenience store business, thought about buying car washes, talk about not fun. Um, And ultimately what we came to was we really have a good time entertaining people. We have a good time going out to bars. So that kind of led us to wanting to be in the bar business. And your your establishments are also very neighborhood focused and very Chicago focused and Chicago proud. Are either of you from Chicago or how long have you been here? Well, I basically can claim to be from Chicago now. I've been here 25 years. Um, All of my adult life after college and law school um, but I grew up on the East Coast, but, um, but I, I consider myself a Chicagoan now. Uh, I did not grow up in Chicago. Um, I grew up in Western Illinois, but uh, I moved here 23 years ago to go to DePaul as an undergrad and have never looked back. So I, too, consider myself a Chicagoan at this point. Just been here long enough and lived in the city for that entire time. You kind of just become a Chicagoan. Absolutely. You both have unlocked the Chicago badge. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you acquired the SOFO tap in 2011, and SOFO stands for South of Foster. What changes have you seen to that area over the last seven years, and what are your hopes for the future? Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) South of Foster has, when we came into the SOFO tap seven years ago, it would have been rare for me to see people walking down the street during the day, um, let alone heavy car traffic. And now on a weekend, I mean, there are people streaming up and down the street most of the day into the late night. Um, and we actually think coming into SoFo and doing what we did at SofoTap uh, was part of that change. Um, when we first launched our bear night on Fridays, probably October of 2011, um, we started to see taxi cabs at the time because Uber and Lyft weren't around yet. Uh, streaming in from other neighborhoods, bringing people there. Um, and then between us and some other establishments, and Midsummerfest, we started to see a lot of our customers migrating from Lakeview and other areas of the city to Andersonville, and it's just been a tremendous transformation. And we see a ton of um, additional potential in the area. Um, there's a lot of 
properties that are um, we, we, we think will be developed in the future. Um, you know, there's a number of uh, automotive repair spaces that um, probably aren't long for the neighborhood. Um, so there's there's a great opportunity there. But even since we opened up uh, SofoTap in 2011, I mean, the, and, and in the last few years, the number of new great entertainment uh, options has, has just been astounding. Um, you know, look at Magic Lounge. Um, who would have thought, uh, you know, I... I didn't. I didn't know magic was a thing uh, in Chicago. Apparently, there's a there's a decades long history that was kind of dormant, and they've they've uh, they've opened that up and and seem to be doing amazingly well. Um, Hutch in the back of uh, the space that the Meeting House Tavern uh, is in uh, is a is a great you know affordable option for people. You've got Bar Roma, um, and you've got you know the comic book store across the street from us. You've got. Um, um, full kit. You just have a, a ton of new businesses of the, that have come in since uh, since we bought SovoTap. Yeah, and just to plug our own podcast, uh, you know, you can listen to our episode with Joey Cranford from Chicago Magic Lounge, which is so inspiring and interesting to hear that history from him directly. And just last week, we launched um, Todd Mack from Foresighted, who said things very similarly, like it's just changed so much. And um, just the grouping of businesses there now, I mean, South of Foster alone is part of Andersonville too, but separately is its own destination for so many different reasons. And what drew you to this area to begin with? Um, well, uh, I had always lived on the north side of the city, um, so I, um, my first uh, apartment was, was in uh, Wrigleyville, um, and my first condo was. Um, so I was pretty intimately familiar with Andersonville. Um, candidly, though, the, the opportunity to, um, to take over the Sofo Tap uh, was, was just that, an, an opportunity that came about because the prior owner uh, was looking to sell. And uh, it was um, it fit 100 percent our our plans, our thoughts, what we were looking for. Um, so that uh, that really helped helped decide where we were going to start. And maybe you could tell us a little bit more about Sofo and and what the customers can expect and about your patio space. Sure, uh, Sofo's sort of the quintessential Chicago neighborhood bar. Uh, you know, we're on a corner where lots of neighborhood bars are located and have been forever. And I think. Sofo's been a bar in that location since at least the 1970s, if not before. Um, so it, it's very quintessentially Chicago, um, relatively small space, but we do have a very large outdoor beer garden with a bar that's very popular in the summer. Uh, we are dog friendly, which is, again, something that's a little bit unique in Chicago to be a bar that's dog friendly. Um, so what people can expect is an open, inviting, laid back environment. We are an LGBT bar, but that doesn't mean we're exclusively catering to the LGBT community. Uh, we are part of Andersonville and Ander one of the beautiful things about Andersonville is diversity and SofoTap really exemplifies that diversity. And back to being dog friendly, I know that you host doggy days. Is that every week? It is. That you do that? It is. It is. Every Saturday we do that um, from noon to three. Um, dogs are always generally welcome in the bar. Uh, the only time we say that dogs aren't welcome is when we're too busy and it's not safe for the dogs. But otherwise, you could come in on a Tuesday night to play bingo and bring your dog if you wanted. We've, had, we've had bartenders who have been known to bring their dogs to, to help them work, too. <laughs> I love how you promote it, that it's for you know dogs with well-behaved owners, of course. Um, but have you had like a favorite dog moment in the bar? Um, 
I, I can't say that there's a favorite dog moment. I, you know, we're dog people. We have two boxers ourselves. So, um, we sort of, we, we like the environment because otherwise if you want to go out and socialize, you kind of have to leave your dog at home. And this gives people the opportunity to bring their dogs to hang out at the bars. Um, you know, our dogs are fans of eating floor popcorn, um, as are many <laughs> of the dogs. Um, but for, you know, for us, our dogs get excited when we're pulling up to SoFo, so they know what it is. Uh, and we see lots of dogs will come by. You know, if I'm working the door on a Friday night, it's not unusual for a dog to come right up to the door and want a dog treat. So the dogs are just as much a part of our community as the customers are. That's awesome. I guess I, I one of my, I don't know if it's my favorite moments, but but one of, one of the very fun ones was when... Uh, when our dog uh, walked into the bar and just jumped up and put his paws right in front of the service station, and I snapped a photo, uh, and it was just—it was just perfect. Um, he's like, "Yep, I'm re- I'm, re- I'm ready for my drink," and uh, so that was a that was a fun moment. And you rotate art out every few months or so on the walls of Sofo. Can you talk about some of the local artists that have been featured? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, we're so proud of our featured artist program. Um, it's. Uh, you know, a lot of places are doing it now and you know some places were doing it before um but early on we just said hey we you know rather than buy some stuff and put it on the walls let's let's get some local artists give them a give them a space to um to show their stuff they're you know they might be new to the art scene um and uh uh they're um you know they can't you know it's not like a gallery is gonna gonna put their their work up so uh so every two months generally we we swap out our art uh, it's almost always for sale. Um, some of our artists, in fact, the one we have right now, um, I think he sold half his stuff uh, in in just uh, just a week. Um, you know, we've uh, one of our early artists who's been back a, a number of times is Dickie Harper. A lot of people might have heard of of Dickie from uh, from the various uh, uh, street festivals. Uh, I know he was up at the the Glenwood Arts Festival, um, I, uh, and um, you know he has a very whimsical, um, very colorful style. Um, and uh, we actually have a, we bought a couple of his pieces, and they hang in our house. Um, so he's uh, you know he's he was one of our early ones, and and he's come back uh, multiple times. Uh, it's been great because I, you know in the beginning I'm like, well, how am I going to find these artists? And and they just word of mouth. We'd get these emails and. At one point, we had a year-long wait list just to hang their art on on our walls. Uh, I don't know if Mark has others that uh, particularly memorable no, ones. No, it's been so. It's been at first, we really thought it was just going to be a program in which there was art hanging on our walls. We didn't really know if our customers would buy the art or not buy the art. Um, but after a couple of early artists who were probably more accomplished artists and had a much higher price point, we decided that we didn't really want very expensive. $12,000 pieces of art hanging on our wall in a bar. So we really made it a point to source local young, newer talent who are very talented, but haven't necessarily had the exposure and bring in a more moderate priced artwork. And the last two artists, I think of pretty, maybe three artists have sold out all of the artwork that they put up um, wow. very rapidly. So it's been very good for the artists um, and it does, it gets us cool stuff on the walls and obviously our customers respond to it if they're buying it such a testament to our community too that artists come out of the woodwork like that and are so successful locally by hanging their work in a neighborhood bar yeah it's been that's been sort of one of the most awesome parts and we try to make it a point to buy something from each artist because we sort of have a bond with this program and we think it's very cool so our houses and our offices have lots of pieces of random things from different artists who've been on the walls at SoFo and we just find it to be fun 
So let's talk about your newest venture, Meeting House Tavern, where customers can come and play games. You have skee-ball. They can play pool. You always have a signature margarita on tap. How did the name Meeting House Tavern come about, and how does it tie into your vision for the place? Well, Meeting House Tavern is really the product of several years of talking to our customers, both at SofoTap, our customers at Crew Bar and Grill, um, and you know, just people in the neighborhood. Um, and, and the nexus of it is a, a meeting house is in theory, it could be, you know, the, the town center place to go, you know, we're kind of the town hall. And that's kind of what we're hoping for the corner of Winnemac and Clark to be in the south of Foster area is kind of like um, the central gathering place in the neighborhood. Uh, so when you couple the, the physical structure of the building with the doors that fold open uh, onto the corner, the two-story atrium, we really thought that it was kind of the great name for the space to be the meeting house, the, the place to come and meet in Andersonville. Uh, and as you know, we've got a lot of games. We've got skee-ball, we've got darts, we've got pool, we've got shuffleboard. Uh, then we've got over 50 board games, tabletop type games to play as well. So the idea behind Meeting House is to just be a place to come and hang out with your friends. You could come with a group of friends and do any number of things there, whether it be drinking or watching music videos or sports on TV or vintage game shows on the TVs to playing one of our games. Um, the, the idea behind it is just kind of to be your living room almost where you don't have to clean up and entertain your friends. You can just hang out and order a drink. <laughs> this is true. You can order lots of drinks. People seem to be pretty fond of our slushies too. Uh, we've got two, two different uh, frozen slushy drinks uh, on tap. Uh, I mean, on a, on a, on a slushy machine and uh, they seem to be very well regarded. Uh, so um, that and the signature margarita are, are amongst our favorites. And has there been a favorite game? I mean, I, I know just being able to say there's skee-ball in the neighborhood is amazing. so exciting. So uh, I did not realize uh, that so many people had this um, untapped um, passion to play skee-ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably from, you know, going to a carnival or state fair or county fair as a, as a youngster. Or uh, daycare growing up because your daycare, parents didn't want to take care of you. Yeah, maybe. I, did they have them at Chuck E. Cheese? I they guess? do. Uh, they do. That's um, another podcast, uh, yeah. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Um, the, uh, that's probably been uh, amongst the favorites as is shuffleboard. It's another game that, um, you know, anyone can play. Um, everyone can play terribly, uh, as, as I can attest. Um, and then on the board games, we have this amazing partnership going on right now with cards against humanity. Um, we have a, we have a card testing, um, meetup basically, uh, every Thursday, um, Folks from Cards Against Humanity come, and they test out um, cards that are in development. So you you get to play Cards Against Humanity with cards that no one has seen, uh, or touched, um, or or made um, incredibly offensive jokes about. Uh, so um, uh, yeah, so that's been that's been really fun, and you can people can uh, email Cards Against Humanity. Uh, we have an email address for it, which I don't remember, and um, uh, they can sign up to, to to do that, and that's been that's been really popular. That's amazing. Well, you also owned Crew Bar and Grill on Broadway in Uptown for 13 years. Crew was a special place as it was a go-to spot for sports fans who also identify with the LGBTQ community. What was it like owning such a popular LGBTQ-friendly and sports-friendly establishment? Uh, In a word, it was amazing. Um, When I was growing up, uh, or, you know, not growing up, when I was newly out uh, to myself, I I had a dream of opening up a gay sports bar, and I've I've often 
uh, told people that I that I tricked Mark into <laughs> into buying into a into a gay sports bar because um, because sports is a is a passion of mine a, a little bit more than Mark's. Um, but uh, it, it it was an incredible opportunity um, and it was so much fun. Um, to to be there when uh when the Blackhawks won uh, three Stanley Cups um uh to to watch some you know local local teams do incredibly well and then the, the culmination of all of it was when the World Series uh in 2016 when the Cubs did the the incredible um shock to the world um it it just it was so amazing uh and it's such a great experience and in the summer of 2017 uh, we shut down um, at uh, the corner of Broadway in Lawrence, um, and um, to this day, I still get people who are, you know, asking, "Well, when are you going to reopen Crew? Where are you going to reopen Crew?" And uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's 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 on our it's on our to do list. We're looking for the uh, the perfect space uh, to uh, to uh, restart Crew's legacy. That was a great answer because it didn't make us ask you. <laughs> if there's news on another crew in the future. But I think, you know, just hearing from the community, such a special place where, um, you know, people, yeah, to to experience a gay sports bar uh, just was such a special part of the North side and our North side communities. So we will keep our eyes open and keep us posted for future crew. Which is a great segue to the establishments that you've owned have really contributed to activating a nightlife scene. In, in your opinions, how does a vibrant nightlife benefit a neighborhood or how does it benefit Chicago as a whole? Uh, well, a, a vibrant nightlife scene is entirely necessary to have a, a vibrant community or vibrant city. Um, pe- people aren't interested in sort of going home and going to bed at eight o'clock at night or, you know, the, the thing that keeps people in the city as opposed to moving to the suburbs is a vibrant nightlife scene. It's, it's those things to do. So it's bars, it's restaurants, it's galleries, it's things like Magic Lounge or the theater. Um, all of those things contribute to giving people something to do. Um, and what we have taken in as our mission with both the Sovo Tap and Meeting House Tavern is to create the programming and the interactive customer experience that we're we're not just here to come and get a beer or come and get a cocktail. We're here to entertain you and give you something to do. So pretty much every night of the week, one of one or both of our establishments are offering some sort of interactive entertainment that's generally speaking free. Uh, We, you know, we obviously ask you to buy a drink, but um, it, it is a free entertainment and that adds to the vibrancy of the neighborhood. And being a part of and giving back to the community has always been a priority for you both and one of the most important aspects of the Root Collective mission. What has that experience been like? Uh, it's, been, it's been incredibly rewarding. Um, we've, um, we've partnered with a lot of different uh, not-for-profits, um, and we, we, focus, we focus on sort of three areas, um, <clears throat> which won't surprise you, uh, given what we've talked about, but the, the first area is of course the LGBTQ community. Um, so it's whether, whether it's about face theater, uh, or the legal counsel for health justice that I'm on the board of or TPAN, um, you know, we're, we're often doing fundraisers with them. Uh, the second area is, is the neighborhood, um, uh, the Andersonville neighborhood supporting, um, different, different, um, projects and, and, uh, um, groups within within the uh, Andersonville neighborhood, and then finally um, uh, supporting local artists, whether it be our featured artist program, uh, and and mostly it's to our fe- featured artist program. It's really important. That's a 
that's an area of our community that um, that I think we all need to support uh, as much as we can. And and for us to be able to do a little bit in that regard is uh, is really rewarding. I've known you both for maybe six or seven years and worked with you in different capacities. And something that I've really appreciated about working with you and getting to know you is that you're not only just fantastic business operators, but you're really strategic in looking at like the whole community and what's best for the community. And I'm just curious, you know, if you had like a magic wand (laughs) and uh, tomorrow could bring any business to Andersonville or like introduce any one thing to the neighborhood or maybe even into Chicago, what would that be? Uh, I think the one thing I would love to see come to Andersonville is more live theater. Um, getting more live theater in the neighborhood to just really add to that vibrancy it, it would be sort of my top dream. Uh, my second dream would be to introduce the neighborhood to more artists. So doing more like what we do with the Featured Artist Program, but on a larger scale and sort of a community you know, outdoor format would be sort of the perfect scenario, I think, to sort of really give artists who can do things outside, whether it be murals or sculptures or, you know, glasswork, et cetera, that can be done and shown to the entire community on a continuous basis would be perfect. And do you have any upcoming projects or events at either location you'd like our listeners to know about? Uh, well, as I said, we do have events going on pretty much every night of the week at both one or both of the, of our locations in Andersonville. Um, a couple things I think would be really great for the community to check out. Every other Tuesday at Meeting House Tavern, we do drag-in movies. Uh, so Safonda Booz, our house drag queen, um, hosts a different campy classic movie every other Tuesday, and she brings her own style and trivia and games to sort of some short intermissions during the movie. So it's a great opportunity for people in the community to come out, see a fun movie and a show at the same time. Um, so you know that's something that I think is it sort of transcends the LGBT community and is sort of a everybody in the neighborhood kind of event. And that's Dragon, D-R-A-G-I-N, yes. not O-N. Yes. We'll link to it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, one of the things with Meeting House Tavern being uh, only open since since the end of June is we're really, we're really trying out stuff. So, um, you know, uh, we, we, uh, we decide what programming we wanted, we're going to do based on feedback and what people what people seem to want and we try stuff and if it doesn't work we we try something new so we've got a you know we've got a whole slate of of things at meeting house tavern um whether it be um our sunday social which you know has a has a drag performance uh, in the afternoon um our um uh we've got a country music night on wednesday uh we have karaoke on thursday with um uh, with an, an incredible, incredibly talented and fun uh, host, Bradley Kate Olson. Uh, that's Bradley <laughs> K, the number eight Olson. Um, and, uh, you know, just just an amazing energy and a lot of fun. Uh, so if you're into karaoke, that's, that's an option as well. Given your backgrounds, do either of you have like one piece of advice or a golden nugget that you would pass along to somebody who is kind of feeling stuck in their day job um, or is maybe feeling that like pull towards something a little bit more entrepreneurial or something that they're passionate for? Uh, Be prepared to work a lot. Um, When they say the buck stops with you, it does. So be prepared to not be able to say, hey, I'm on vacation, can't do this right now or be prepared to, you know, address those customer concerns as they come in, whether it be at three in the morning or at noon. Yeah, as as a lawyer, um, 
I, I became accustomed to uh, very rapid response to my clients and needs to adjust my schedule to meet their demands. Um, and uh, in, in a lot of respects, owning a business isn't, uh, isn't very different. Um, uh, as Mark said, the buck stops with you. Um, but, but I would also say, um, you know, chase your passion. Um, there's, uh, you know, you, you, sh you shouldn't be um, bored with your job. You shouldn't be unsatisfied with what you're doing, you know, many of the waking hours of your life. Um, so, um, you know, if, if, you're, uh, if you've got that passion, you know, go for it. Well, it's such a pleasure chatting with you today. And we always end with a final question asking if there was one Andersonville business that you could trade places with for one day, who would you choose and why? They probably would have just bought it already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, she wow. said just she said just one day. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I I might say George's ice cream. Um, I think it would be fun uh, to to spend a a day um, um, giving giving you know ice cream treats to uh, to the the long line of people that's always there. Um, one of the things that owning a bar that you that you don't get is. Uh, is to uh, bring a smile to the face of a kid. So a, a place like George's would give give me that chance. Um, but uh, after a day, my arm would be so sore that that I'd, I'd stick with just the one day. Uh, I think for me, it would be the Magic Lounge. Um, I the analytic accountant in me wants to know how they do it. So I would totally take that day to learn how they're doing it, so that I'm not being annoyed while I'm watching the show trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Well, thank you, Mike and Mark, for being here. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about SofoTab, please visit SofoTab.com. For Meeting House, please visit MeetingHouseTavern.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at Andersonville.org. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks. Hey. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.